3: Hi and welcome back to Not Without My Sister. I'm busy in the kitchen making sourdough and my sister Beatrice is outside milking the cows. We're taking a quick break to record this episode and talk about our lives as trad wives.
1: I only wear handspun cotton calico and I sleep with my chickens in my bed.
3: Did I ever tell you about the woman um, who shall remain unnamed, right? Because she's now passed sadly. But a woman that I knew in a previous life, whose dog died, and she waked the dog in the bed beside her for two nights. She used I'm to sleep with the sure dog. Like,
1: spoke about this unnamed aforementioned woman, but that's fine. Oh, did
3: I? I'm, I've really matured and I've become more subtle about my naming people.
1: Yeah, I don't know that that's related. You know, I had a lot of thoughts about this because you wrote a piece and you're...
3: No, sister- well, you just said you you slept with the chickens in your beds. That's why. Oh that's what yeah. It was related yeah. to.
1: But I mean, we all sleep with we all sleep people sleep with dogs in their beds and think nothing of it so why not a chicken
3: I feel like the chicken would be real scratchy the chicken feet I mean and the, the beak
1: what what are chickens sleeping patterns like who knows
3: I'm just going to google don't, do chickens sleep do, oh. sli-
1: do slickens cheap I'm sure, they do.
3: <laughs> I'm sure they do
1: I'm sure they do. <laughs> they do they must right but I mean a horse allegedly sleeps standing up that's why they had to cut off its head to put it in the bed in Godfather
3: I've never seen the Godfather
1: oh, well I've ruined it for you spoiler <laughs> Was that a major plot point? It actually is a major plot point, yes.
3: Oh, gross.
1: Seemed significantly more shocking in the 70s, I'm sure. Not that I watched in the 70s, but like everything's been done now.
3: That's true. Anyway, just just before we get started, I want to share. So in case anybody has not seen this tradwife phenomenon on Instagram or TikTok, I just want to read the definition so people know what it is.
1: Sorry, right. we haven't even said that we're talking about trad wives yet. You were I did. About, you were I said we're,
3: we're going to talk about our trad wife lives. You were looking up chicken sleeping patterns. And you said and don't I, bother.
1: Oh, you never listened to me.
3: So well, I'm listening understand. to you today. You're clearly oh. not listening to me at all because not only have I mentioned trad wives, but the oh. dog in the bed is related to the chickens in the bed. You're not even paying attention. I am paying attention. I thought you were going to say before we get started, we should just tell everybody that
1: not only do we now have a weekly episode, which... Every now and then doesn't fall on the same day. So we'll say a weekly episode on our main feed and a weekly episode on our Patreon for our dear, dear patrons. But we also have a book club. Oh yeah. We should give a reminder of our book. We should give a reminder of what the book is because I haven't read it yet and I need a reminder for this month.
3: Well, the November book is Family Lore by Elizabeth Achevedo, and we will be discussing that in approximately ten days on the Patreon.
1: I do have the book. I possess the book. It It isn't it is now in my possession, but I'd forgotten that I was supposed to be reading it.
3: I have to say, there's nothing like a mandated book club book to put me off reading a book. I slightly regret doing <laughs> this whole book club thing. I think we thing. have the wrong attitude to book clubs. We absolutely do, but I've read about 15 books since we announced that book, and I just can't start that one. I'm reading all this other crap instead.
1: So, Family Lore by Elizabeth Achevedo, is that correct? Yes,
3: patreon.com slash notwithoutmysister, that's where the book club lives. Sign up for $5 a month, for Euro 50 or something. And, and if you'd like club. to
1: and if you'd like to participate in our book club, please send us in, read the book, clearly, and then send us in any, your thoughts. Um, at the moment we're not doing a live one, we're doing a pre-recorded book club. It's just myself and Rosemary, and you guys all get to contribute by or get to participate in the book club by sending us in your thoughts, your likes, your dislikes, your comments, anything you'd like to discuss, etc. And in the future, when we build up the courage, when I actually get my makeup on. Not that that's relevant. Not that that's relevant. And I'm a whole person without my makeup. And there'll be more of this when we get to the Tradwives. It all loops right back around. We may do a live a live event and have participants from all around the globe.
3: Yeah, we might do a Zoom book club. Maybe that should be our New Year's resolution to do at least one.
1: Yeah. Okay. Good one. Because if we if my if my teenage diary is anything to be inspired by on the 1st of January, I said, this year I will be no coward. This year I will tell the guy that I have a crush on, that I fancy, that I fancy him. And I am going to pluck up the courage and I'm going to tell him by October.
3: <laughs> but to be fair to you now, in that particular year, you did send him that Diet Coke rose. Oh God. So you, oh, you took God one bless. step towards it. Anyway, listen. In February, early in the
1: year. Oh, wasn't it? Very, very good. Valentine's. It was a Valentine's promotion.
3: Why are you looking at me like I should know that? I didn't know that. I've told you this story so many times. I knew there was a Diet Coke and I knew there was a rose and I know his name and I could say it out loud now, but I won't. But I didn't realise it was for Valentine's Day. Anyway, Trad Wife, according to dictionary.com, is a married woman who chooses to be a homemaker as a primary occupation and adheres to or embodies traditional femininity and female gender roles often associated with conservative or alt-right political values. So, on Instagram and TikTok, what this basically looks like is women dressed in kind of almost like pilgrim-era clothing. Where do they even get their dresses? Do you think they get them all from Reformation?
1: Oh, I'd say they make a lot of them. I mean, it is a trend. Oh, I was going to say, point. this also stems from the whole cottage core trend, which was oh, so yeah. fashionable, which really kind of came into its own about three or four years ago and then became more mainstream. We saw Just a lot before of it, the Your pandemic, friend, right? Yeah, because your friend Kira came to visit and we went to the Amish festival. And as you kept saying, she fit right in as a sister wife with her very Amish style dress because everybody there was dressed in historical themed costumes, you know. And it is, it she, is, she was, trend, she was wearing, she was
3: wearing a lovely gingham kind of smock style dress. Yeah. It was very nice.
1: And it was actually a lovely dress. And you see, but she had it, she had it paired with like more uh, urban, boxy shaped accessories, et cetera. Whereas the trad wife is head to toe. More traditional, old-fashioned, like yes. it is old-fashioned, like historically based clothing, and I also yes. think that there's um, there's a there's a huge trend for it, but it's it's sexy trad wife is actually a huge trend, uh, which well, is I, not what well, these trad wives are say, espousing.
3: Yeah, so like what I see on trad wife TikTok and Tradwife Instagram is very much trad wife, and the stated and explicit goal is to make your husband, is to assure your husband that he has done well by marrying you because you are so attractive. You are so feminine. You are such a good homemaker. You are such a great mom. And it's all about getting his approval. The ones that I've seen anyway.
1: I don't, I wouldn't phrase it quite like that. And again, we're not trad wives. So feel free if you're a trad wife to call in or send us a message to correct us. But what I read a lot was the term submission, to submit to your husband. There's a lot about submission. Yeah. And there was a lot of debate in the comments also about what is, what is it to submit? Don't you submit? To somebody, if you're in a respectful, if you're in a respectful relationship, like if Brandon was to say, "I feel like watching the news at ten tonight, dearie," and you're trying to watch like uh, Beverly Hills Housewives, whatever, that you say only watch New York. So there was a mega debate about the difference between submission and compromise, right? And I have to agree. I I think like a lot of this is very a la carte, kind of you know, changing or like twisting words to suit your purpose um As I see it, now I also think that there's a side of this. As I read it, as I read your piece, and as I then delved further into the tradwife online world. Sorry,
3: just 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 to clarify, I wrote a piece about this on my Substack, which we'll I share said that the at show the beginning. Next. You weren't listening. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, I, I would. We're, I would we're say We're not good listeners. Maybe we need to no, do not today.
1: <laughs> we're in a hurry. <laughs> I would say that what I actually thought was like, if we are true feminists, shouldn't we be happy? Like, why am I not happy for this woman? To be a trad wife, to submit to her husband, to do whatever makes her happy, right? And so that's one of the main threads. Like there was a lot of back and forth, very nasty back and forth from the trad wife herself, and from the audience, right? A lot of like, you should all be like this. Where where were you seeing this? Oh, this is on Instagram. I was, okay, uh, okay. The minute you said trad wife, like all the oh, yeah. you sent me was trad wife. Oh you can yeah. Imagine. <laughs> Right. Um, it also sent me preppers, which is something else I want to talk about, which is at the, the more extreme end of, of homesteading. Because oh, I think there's tradwives, yeah. there's homesteading, and then there's also prepping.
3: Right. So and, there's this. And they all exist in kind of a Venn diagram, right? So there's an overlap yes. between each of them.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think that they are seeing a big resurgence. And one of the things I asked you is like, is this something that we see only in America or is it more of a global? Do we see it in Europe? Because it's yeah. a reaction to something, clearly.
3: Yeah. So I don't think, I mean, look, I'm not obviously seeing all of European Instagram and all of what's happening in Europe. I haven't seen any Irish Instagrammers, any UK Instagrammers talking about being trad wives. I think that kind of conservative, religious. Very kind of,
1: evangelical. Be, very very evangelical.
3: evangelical, very like adhering to the Bible and like talk about a la carte, some of these things where they're like, yeah, the Bible says this and therefore that means that i must. You're like, well, it could also be interpreted this way. But anyway, that seems to be very American to me. You know what I mean? Like my perception of America before I moved here and my perception of America since I moved here, the trad wife, that whole kind of version of it that I see espoused on TikTok and espoused on Instagram fits perfectly in with what I've seen of America. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But we're also seeing, like, I do
1: think it's a reaction or a response to, you know, so much of what we're seeing in this schism between the democratic world, the Republican world, like this hard right, old right, uh, Growth explosion, right? In the last ten years, that we see in America, but we do also see that in Europe. So I was actually wondering mm. if it is something that we we might see in other countries in Europe that we might see in more like Ireland. Still, even you know, I know Ireland's still teetering on the in the middle there, right? Still pretty, mm-hmm. even though obviously you have Sinn Fein coming up and like might be the majority party, etc. Like, yeah, there's a lot of change happening in Ireland, but it's not Hungary still, you know, where it's more hard right or yeah, South America where you see some of these countries having some very hard far right um leaders stepping into power like su- su- allegedly surprisingly although was it really a surprise you know
3: yeah when you know that, when when three countries in a row do it you're like are we really are we still surprised yeah, you know and, I mean and really were the people who happening? know
1: what's going on, were they actually surprised or did they see it coming? You know, and, and like a lot of this is from poverty, lack of education, you know, lots of different causes. So I mean I'm not going to oversimplify it, but is this a response to that, and therefore will it also come to be in? Like, it's also a very privileged response to be f- to be flaunting your trad on Instagram and TikTok. I know mm-hmm. everybody has access now, but even so, like, I think something like forty percent of Americans still don't have internet access, so it is not a given. You know, mm. I mean, I don't. It's not that. That's not the right number. So don't bother correcting me. But like, there's well, a very I can, large percentage. I can look
3: it up and put it in the show notes.
1: Yeah, a large percentage of people don't have, and they don't have the don't have the privilege, it is a privilege at the same time of not going to work, you know, of oh, not having yeah. Yeah, yeah, to work, like being able to stay home and be a trad wife. So it's kind of teetering on the cusp, like it looks very basic. It certainly doesn't look very self-indulgent. It looks like hard work, quite frankly.
3: Yeah, I think, I mean, the only thing is I, not self-indulgent, but there does seem to be a large percentage of it devoted to not really self-care, but like upkeep, You know what I mean? To like making yourself look beautiful, keeping your hair done, keeping your nails done, doing your makeup. Uh, Not
1: in the trad wives I saw. Maybe they were more towards the homesteading.
3: Oh, I think you're seeing more homesteading because the trad wives I'm seeing are like 50s hair curls, like perfect red lipstick at, at all times throughout the day, you know. Beautiful lashes, keeping themselves beautiful. Like, you know, you know that whole kind of 50s thing when you see those ads mm-hmm. that we now like laugh about that it's like when your husband comes home, make sure he has a beautiful woman sitting across the table from him. That's very much the attitude. But the thing that I, that I want to circle back to for a second is when you were talking about choice and that as feminists, we should, you know, al- like allow women and appreciate their choices. And somebody else commented that on my piece. And while on the one hand, I absolutely think that all women should have the choice to do what they want, and I totally understand as well why people would choose to stay at home, because of, as you said, like the the cost of childcare, because of also the pressure to like perform at your highest in work and then to perform at your highest at home, and how you can never really get both of those things right at the same time, and that becomes a real struggle. But what I see a lot of the time is like these women talking about like you know here's here's why I live the lifestyle I do, and they're basically going because god says that you should this and the bible says that we should this so it's very didactic and that's my issue with it that it's like i don't care if this is your choice and i'm also perfectly happy for you to share it on instagram or share it on tiktok that's fine but when you start saying it like it should be everybody's choice that's what kind of rubs me up the wrong way you know what i mean yeah 100% because I, yeah, I obviously I to, clearly don't like doing my makeup
1: no i no <laughs> i had the same I had the same thought myself yesterday i was like why why do why do these people like why do these women kind of irritate me, you know, and it is because the implication, and in very many cases, the outright statement is that yeah. you should be a trad wife. Yeah. So it's like, respect my choice and let me live the way I, I want to live. It's the usual, right? Respect me and how I want to live, but let me tell you how you need to be
3: living. Yeah, but also I'm judging you because you're not doing it right.
1: But I also did think it was interesting, right? This kind of rive, rive, this rise in trad wifery, um, because in some of the comments, actually your article went into detail on this about how you know it is hard to have it all. This idea of more mm. women being in the workplace—well, not than ever because there were more in the workplace at the beginning of. The pandemic and now slightly lower, but like still it's sixty, hovering around sixty percent, right?
3: No, there were actually more. So in the year two thousand, it was at its highest, and it's gone down since two thousand. Now gone down by a tiny percentage. I think now we're at like fifty-seven point four percent, and it yeah, was at So 60 still around sixty. So I'm saying it's still
1: circling around sixty in general, right? Of yeah, women but, in the workplace. But I just
3: think it's scary that it's going down slowly ever since two thousand. Go on anyway.
1: So around sixty percent of women in the workplace, anyway, right? And you went on to say, and maybe you can go into a little bit more detail, like how the, how it's, you know, it was promised as like get into the workplace, be independent, et cetera. And yet, I think we see in so many cases and in so many studies, and even there was, wasn't it, the Nobel Prize winner uh, won a a thing about women and sexism and the gender gap, et cetera. Um, like, so it's still an issue, you know, that women mm. joined the workplace and kind of were promised independence. And when you look at what men had when they were in the workplace, if that was what you were expecting, that's not what you got.
3: Oh my God, that would be great. I think it's kind of like that whole joke that like everybody needs a wife at home. Like in order to have a happy work life and a happy family and a happy home life, everybody needs a wife. And like whether that's a woman or a man, but these men in the fifties, like the Don Drapers, you know what I mean? Had it made as in now, maybe some of them would have preferred to be at home with their kids. And I'm sure there was a lot of pressure to be, no, but I mean, there was a lot of pressure to be the breadwinner and to be strong and to not ever show any emotions. And, you know, they weren't even supposed to hug their kids. Like a lot of it was horrible and like playing into ideas of masculinity that we are lucky to have gotten away from. But at the same time, being able to get up, have somebody make your breakfast, have somebody tie your tie and help you into your suit jacket, go off to work for the day, like, you know, smoke cigarettes at your desk, the dream, go for nice boozy lunches and then come home at 6pm to the kids in bed, your wife sitting at the table with her full face of makeup, her hair all done and a dinner presented to you and then be able to sit in your chair and read the paper. That sounds great. Quite honestly, I'd be
1: wrecked if I came home and had to be faced (laughs) with somebody staring at me at the kitchen table expectantly. Like you'd just be wrecked.
3: No, but but this is the whole thing. There's no expectation as a trad wife. You, You sit across the table from your husband and you allow him to give to you what he wants to give or to take from you what he wants to take. And otherwise you're silent. He doesn't need to talk to you if he doesn't want to. Like you are there to help him. And if he comes home from work and he needs silence, that's what you give him.
1: But really, like so many other things, this is really a societal issue, right? Because it clearly goes to show that it is very, very challenging to have a career, to like rise to the top of your profession. Like plenty of people do it. Don't get me wrong. So I'm not saying it's mm-hmm. impossible, but even the people who do do it with kids, et cetera, have help, have child minders have to avail of childcare, you know, and I'm not mm-hmm. saying i in no way am I saying like, oh, they're all like super privileged. Like, it's really hard. Yeah, but course, like yeah. society has not stepped in. No. Society wants everybody working, but has not stepped in to facilitate that in any way. And the reason men could do it back in the days is because, to your point, there were women at home who weren't allowed. Like society was structured to not allow women into the workplace.
3: Yeah. right. So they they had to be at at home home
1: to be that. Like that was society enabling men.
3: Yeah. that they were basically the support for the men to go out and work. The support for the men to have the career. Yeah. They allowed them and, and like the support to allow them to have a family. So like society doesn't crumble. Because like people are still having kids and there's someone yeah. at home to mind the kids. But have you seen the step before tradwifing? Have you seen the phenomenon of the stay-at-home girlfriend?
1: <laughs> it's happening. Go so, on. I mean, also women- heck, At some point we have to mention The Handmaid's Tale just because like there are so many similarities here with society moving. Like, I mean, was it a pendulum swing? All these women moving into the workplace and women's lib and women's equality. And now are we
3: moving backwards? Well, I mean, you said this to me yesterday, though, that in America, especially, like, as you were saying about there not being supports in place for the women, or, or, you know, not for women and men, but for everybody in the household to go out and work, right? It's really hard if you have a family. You have to pay through the nose for childcare, who's doing, you know, the work in the house. The supports, whatever about they're kind of there in Europe and like childcare is still massively expensive in Ireland. But you get maternity leave, men get a certain amount of paternity leave, you get children's allowance, you have free GP care. I think until the kids are three or maybe it's five or like, but it's, you know, you get a couple of years of free GP care. None of that exists in the States. Well, no,
1: actually, just to make the point, I was going to give a, an example of my health care this year. So I, I, even though I don't have my job anymore, I still have health care through the end of the year. And I pay a $2,000 a month, just over $2,000 a month premium out of my salary, right, goes towards that. I then have a deductible of $12,000 or $6,000 per person, whichever you hit first. So if you hit the $12,000, then is done, right? But And if you don't, then it's up to $6,000 each. And when I looked at my billing statement the other day, it said, this year you have incurred $81,000 worth of medical charges, of which you paid $12,000, obviously I also paid... Another twelve thousand through my premium, so I paid twenty four thousand, and then I still pay copays when I go to. the I was doctor just obviously- about to say,
3: yeah, the copays for any just just for any Irish listeners, because I didn't understand a copay at all before before I moved oh, here. Yeah. So when you go to the doctor, when you just go to your GP for a checkup or whatever, you pay maybe a thirty dollar copay, and your insurance pays the rest. But that thirty dollars doesn't go towards your deductible. So the twelve thousand dollar max. Is not including all the thirty dollar copays that you'll be paying throughout oh, the Oh yeah. And like sixty dollars for the dentist or a hundred dollars for yeah, the Yeah, or so, your you know, prescription, et cetera. Right. Yeah. So
1: my so oh my so I have like some some of my kid my one of my children has like th- a three hundred dollar, four hundred dollar um prescription that it just isn't covered, right? Like for a ZepiPen, Pen, it's like sorry, this isn't medically necessary. Well the doctor what? disagrees. Yeah, the doctor disagrees, but the pharmacy is telling me it's not medically necessary, so I have to pay for that pocket. Anyway, that's just to give an example of like that's twenty four thousand dollars that mm. I have to pay out of my own wages. Like I just don't know how that is manageable. You know how people cannot afford to work, uh, can afford to work if you know what I mean? Yeah, because e- you're
3: yeah either or yeah 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 because just... you're
1: paying for so many things. Like, that's only just to keep your health at a basic minimum. And now mom will be saying, "Shouldn't have had so many kids. Your choice."
3: No, mom would happily encourage you to have 12, 13, 14 kids. So she would never say that. She shouldn't have had some She kids. would, but then who'd pay for their health care? Well, at least if you had 13 kids, you'd get to the 12 grand quicker.
1: You know, you're dead right. It wouldn't be 12 grand with 13 kids. It'd oh, be fuck, like 36 be? grand.
3: Oh, for God's sake. You know,
1: you're dead right. Mom would love me to be a trad wife. Do you know what mom said after I had... After I had Fox. She'd love oh to I'm Sorry,
3: she's killed trying to make me make homemade Play-Doh. I have an entire tub of Play-Doh downstairs. I'm like, it's grandma. We have, you should make the homemade Play-Doh. She, you're right. She yeah, wants oh me to flour all over my apron she'd, 24-7. She'd
1: absolutely, why would you buy that? You could make it. I'm like, mom, it's printer paper. Like, <laughs> 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 you could pulp it. You live in a forest. Look at all the trees out there. Chop them up. I'm like, mom, get she's a grip.
3: She's right. You could be saving loads of money.
1: Uh, she also said to me, um, Oh, yeah. So after, after I had Fox, I said, oh, that's it. I'm clearly never having a girl. So I'll just like, that's it. I'm done. And she goes, "Oh, Beatrice, you could keep going. My next door neighbor's in Kimmage. She goes, they had 13 kids and the 11th was a girl.
3: But back to your point, you'd be incredibly impoverished.
0: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com/slash host.
1: Rosemary, my body, I hate to use, I'd just be a flesh sack. I'd just be skin hanging around on these bones. Bitches, I'd be
3: I only had one child and I'm a flesh sack. I, I just have about be 11 like, kids.
1: I'd be wrecked. Can you imagine? Like, wrecked, that's yeah. a lot of battery. That's like going through several, like, 13 car crashes.
3: Oh, I thought you were going to say that's a lot of batteries based on the amount of batteries yours used for the Xbox oh. controllers.
1: That too. Also, <laughs> also. I also just couldn't be picking up after them. I was, I've got, there's a phenomenon God. where children nowadays, no matter how many times they are told to do otherwise, just open their food and just drop whatever wrapper on the floor.
3: Yeah, I don't really know what it's about. And like, yeah, I don't understand it. Well are they I'm allowed happy to do to that say, at school?
1: I'm sure no, not. I'm happy to say this is a this is a global issue. And I also asked my friends in Ireland who said that their kids, girls, do the exact same thing. And that's like, I don't think this person is remotely like as much of a pushover as I am.
3: I was going to say a relaxed, as as relaxed a parent as you are. But sorry, back to the stay-at-home girlfriends. Mm-hmm. So this is a phenomenon I'm seeing of women in their late teens and early twenties talking about their lives as a stay-at-home girlfriend, and they'll do I'll send you some of them after this. They'll do like a day in the life as a stay-at-home girlfriend. And it's very dedicated to, I mean, obviously, obviously looking after their, their boyfriend. So making his breakfast, making his lunch, cleaning his clothes, making his bed, like making their bed, but like keeping the house. And then there's like a lot of exercising to keep themselves looking good, doing face masks to keep themselves looking good, drinking green juices to keep themselves looking good. And I actually listened to Jo Piazza, who's a podcaster and journalist, and she has a podcast called Under the Influence. She was talking about this, the phenomenon of the stay-at-home girlfriend and the trad wife. She did a whole series on on trad wives. And one of the things that she was pointing out is that she finds it really worrying from the point of view of financial autonomy, that a lot of the time, the women in these trad wife situations and in these stay-at-home girlfriend situations don't work and don't have any money of their own. So she's kind of going... Women, like we need to remember that you need to have money of your own because well, who knows what or, will happen. you know what I mean?
1: Or you need to remember that you need to have a good prenup and not a prenup like Kevin Costner's ex-wife.
3: Well, you can't have who, a prenup if you're a girlfriend.
1: Well, if you get married, you get yourself a prenup. Actually, I think you can have a prenup like not a prenup. I think you can have some kind of agreement, can't you? You probably can. You can I have know. whatever you want nowadays. Well, but make true. sure you get a good prenup. If you're not if you're planning to be a stay-at-home mom, genuinely make sure you get a good prenup because Kevin Costner's wife Stay was with him, married with him for f- 25 years. Now, who knows what happened, right? Mm-hmm. But like his career was absolutely facilitated by her being at home, minding the kids, yeah. helping, et cetera, et cetera. He's now worth something like 250 million. And their prenup was what? A million, a million dollars plus monthly payments of 65 grand or something like that. And that's what he's. That's what they're being held to, because that's the agreement they made 25 years ago when he was not so make a prenup and amend it along the so way. So hang on, so, so she's
3: getting a million dollars and 65 grand a month, mm-hmm. which sounds amazing, but would also be galling if you're like, he has the 250 million or whatever.
1: 250 million plus, like he's got he's 250 plus this house, plus a, like half a Colorado, plus- a, Plus
3: $5 every time I watch Waterworld. He's yeah. raking yeah. it in.
1: Um, I want <laughs> But I mean, I just think that's important, like from financial autonomy, yes, but it's also about asking for things up front, like and, and making sure that if this is truly an agreement- that you're not entering into it well but, I mean, but you're submitting. So here's I've two questions for you. One, do the guys love this? Do guys love and is there such a thing as like a lesbian stay-at-home girlfriend? Or, you know, a huh. gay stay-at-home boyfriend? Like is this is, is this purely a heterosexual arrangement? Do guys actually enjoy this? And would and like what happens in 20 years like when your stay-at-home girlfriend she's been juicing but she's still now 45 or 50 she's are you going to ditch her like- for <laughs> yeah, are you going to dish your for a younger, a younger number? And then number two, could you be a trad wife? So do the guys like it? Could you be a trad wife? Number one, do the guys like it?
3: Well, I can't answer you about do the guys like it. But on the could you be a gay man who's a stay-at-home boyfriend or a trad wife but um, but be a man, the whole thing about it is adhering to traditional usually based in religion, gender norms, right? And ideas of what a woman does and what a man does. Therefore, if you're a gay man, I don't think you would be a trad wife because you would think that your traditional role should have you making the bread. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, And then of,
1: what happens in a lesbian relationship is everybody trying to stay home. Who's going to work?
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, I just, any lesbians I've ever met are not that concerned with adhering to traditional uh, femininity, de- like, Adhering to traditional definitions of femininity, so I think that they'd probably just be like, "Fuck this."
1: They probably wouldn't be welcome to the tradwife circle at all. I'm thinking tradwives would not oh, be welcome. But like, their sorry, lesbians. there doesn't
3: seem to be any circle. Like, they don't seem to have any mates. They just stay at home baking bread and looking after their husband all day. Yeah,
1: but like, if they're highly religious and they're adhering to gender norms,
3: a lesbians probably not welcome in their social circle. Oh yeah, but I'm like a lesbian wouldn't want to be in their social circle either.
1: That's not the point. You're not invited in the first place. But you were it's saying. The point I'm making. You were saying, yeah, I
3: agree. I agree. If you're a lesbian, would you do this? And I'm like, no, because you'd be you'd be too clever. I'd be like, no way, too smart. What was your second question? Could you be a trad wife? Um, no, because the other day I dressed up for the first time in six weeks, and I wore a skirt and a nice top to go and. Well, actually, this is quite trad wifey. I wore a skirt and a nice top to go and bake, to go and decorate cookies, right? So on yeah, that I night, was I was a trad. Wife. Sorry,
1: now I'm literally like, you are a trad wife and a no, no. trad hub, and no, your no, trad hub loved the look. And my of you. trad
3: hub loved it, right? Right. I got home and I was like, oh my god, this is all I need now to have him look at me like he really loves me. Is to dress up. How many times have I dressed up since then, Beatrice?
1: Many, I'm guessing.
3: Zero. Zero. <laughs> I woke up the next morning and I was like, I have to keep this going. Now I have to do and I was like, ugh. and I put on. I'm wearing a tracksuit. I'm wearing like a leopard print tracksuit today. Okay, so, no, so you could I not be a trad wife due I to couldn't laziness. I could be a trad wife, but I think I would, like, I don't hate the idea of, I don't hate the idea of being a stay-at-home mom, actually. And I don't hate the idea of being at home and like pottering around the house and having no, like, I, like. you know, this is going to shock you. I love the idea of having no work to do.
1: Sorry, <laughs> no, excuse like, me, that's a, you're you are absolutely misunderstanding. You are working all day. You are scrubbing yes, floors, you are yes, canning oh. fruit, you are pickling beets. Oh, hang you on, are do I still have bread? my cleaner? You absolutely do not. Okay, now having a laugh. No, you're rearranging furniture. You are laundering. You're you're one of those laundry people on Instagram who does all the cleaning. Check out what I just did to my bed. I just sprinkled vinegar and cup by, by, by potassium bicarbonate all over my bed, and it smells like heaven. I do this once a week.
3: Well, let me let me read you a text I got from my friend this morning. Right, an anonymous friend. I really enjoyed your TradWife article. I have thought many, many times that feminism fucked it for all of us. I should be a housewife, planning my life to perfection and having charity coffee mornings in between Pilates and tennis. Instead, I'm run ragged, my house is a kip, and my job doesn't even pay that well.
1: See again again you see you're you're on the f- the glam side of tradwifing and so is she. I'm still stuck on my homesteaders.
3: Yeah you're going too far towards the homesteaders. I don't think I'm yeah, canning or pickling anything. Yeah you would yes you no, would be you'd be making many, up for your lack of tradwife. By... Many tradwives I follow do not can or pickle anything. They just keep Okay the that's beautiful. There's
1: okay but they're probably dependent upon a partner, a trad hub, who's earning a lot of money to keep them in this luxury, to which they're. They oh yes. Like. Sorry. So,
3: like, I should have specified. I could be a trad wife to a rich husband. Yes.
1: Okay, but could you be a trad wife today? That's what I'm asking you. To Brandon. You'd have to be a homesteader. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh God, I would. No, I actually couldn't because our homeowner association won't even let us have chickens, and I really <laughs> want chickens. I feel like I couldn't be a homesteading trad wife without chickens. <laughs>
1: Okay, let's ask me, because I'm waiting for you to ask me, and you're clearly oh, sorry. not going to, because today sorry. you're not doing good listening
3: or asking. Okay, could sorry, I be a trad wife? you be a trad wife?
1: I actually would you love look to be trad a trad wife. You look very trad wifey right now. I'm wearing a fucking flannel top exactly. the trad wives,
3: That's not you what look the trad, like, the trad You look like the trad wife about to go and get the eggs out of the, out of the hen house. No, no a I don't. Ballerina Farm has a plaid jacket she puts on over her frock. Go on. Well,
1: I'm wearing a leopard print skirt, so oh, I couldn't that's, pff, you whore. okay oh my god I would love to be I think I'd love for a brief moment of time to be I'd be very industrious I'd be pickling I'd be canning I'd be beating I'd be doing all these things I'd be making bread I'd be baking cookies like I baked yesterday but unfortunately I burnt them I would be the house would be spotless no I'd be making cushions I'd be sewing things I'd be doing arts and crafts with the kids you'd be right however
3: then you'd be committed to a sanatorium for weeks no I'm exhausted
1: just listening to you go on however what I could not be doing is submitting Oh, good point. So I could be a trad single wife if somebody would pay
3: all my bills. So what you're saying is you could be a very wealthy woman who doesn't work. Correct. I think that's different. different
1: okay but there's no way if somebody came in and was like I really feel like I'd be like fucking get it yourself I've been working all fucking day doing crafts have you seen the sparkling definitely do
3: not curse and they don't flare their nostrils like that either (laughs) there's none of this like
1: I'd be sitting there with whatever he likes I'd be like have you seen this do you like the dinner is it delicious is it the best thing you've ever tasted do you love it you look look afraid I'd be wanting non-stop
3: praise Uh, yeah I made chicken with broccoli yesterday the first meal I've made in about six weeks and I said to Brandon what do you think of it and he went it's good and honestly I started to plot his murder yeah 100% next, but like
1: down. honestly this is the same person who's like oh my creamy sorry that sounds bad <laughs>
3: No, this is the same person who'll be like, oh, my my
1: mayonnaise
3: mayonnaise green bean casserole is is award-winning.
1: Oh, if I say so myself, this buttercream icing is really spot on, top-notch. Buttercream icing
3: is always too buttery.
1: Rosemary, we did do a bit of free on Saturday. We went to a watercolour class and you made... Right after my
3: cookie decorating class.
1: And you made the best comment that really brought the house down because I do think that, you know, it was interesting watching all the women be quite, not all the women, like, but a good portion. There were like 15 people there, some of them in their 60s, I'd say even in their 70s. Hmm. And like just a couple of people, three or four, maybe our age. um And it was interesting watching kind of the timidity, mm-hmm. the meekness. Now, I'm not saying they're the like this of, in their lives. No, but the but,
3: kind but, of self self-deprecation about talent or about art or expression. Yeah.
1: But even like come up to the front of the class and they're all hanging out the back like, oh, sorry, I didn't think you actually said, I wasn't sure what you said, you know, like all oh, very mm-hmm. nice. And I was looking around going, this is a far cry from the boardroom full of men yeah who are literally like, excuse me, I'll sit at the top. Excuse me, I'll be presenting. I'm going to need that microphone. Excuse <laughs> me, I need a microphone because I have a voice.
3: Do you do you need me to take over? you look You look like you're stumbling.
1: And your best comment, which we went down like, go on.
3: Well, so, there was... There were two women behind us, and, and the instructor was walking around and he was going, This is very good, this is very good. And they were like, It's terrible. And the other one went, It's so bad. And the other one went, It's it's awful. It's honestly. And he went, Oh no, like I really think it's blah blah blah. And I turned around and I said, You should just think to yourself, What would a man say? And a man would say, Yeah, I think this is pretty good.
1: Even the instructor laughed. He was the only uh, there were two, no, there's another man in the room. Two men in the room, the instructor laughed, he goes, You know what? She's right. The men would say,
3: This watercolor thing
0: nailed it. <laughs>
3: Sorry, just just before we finish speaking of of macho men, do you know who Kevin Costner is dating? You look alarmed. Uh, it's not me. It's not me. No, Beatrice. You think oh. everyone in Hollywood is secretly gay? You
1: said macho men. Do you know who Kevin Costner? is I think dating? Kevin
3: Costner is a macho man. Oh right. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> who? Miley, Miley Cyrus.
1: No, he's not. She's debunked that.
3: No. Uh, I was listening to the Demois podcast yesterday, and they were saying they got it from a very reliable source that they were seen. Uh, her her rep said something like, they've never actually met. And then she was like, no, a reliable source of mine saw them having lunch like three weeks ago. So it's lies. Well, then, the it's, a, then it's a fact. Then it's exactly. A fact. There you go. Reese Hart, Kevin, forever. I wonder, I was about to say, I wonder if Reese Witherspoon would be a good trad wife, 100%. Oh my God, Drake for
1: serious James. She's got more gingham clothes than she'd know what to do with from that brand. Yeah, and she's got all this like "hello, y'all" and all those. Um, that's what. All, that's what all her. Her. That's her sayings all over her tea towels and her aprons and all that kind of stuff from Draper James, from the brand she owns.
3: God, hello! No, I know what Draper James. Hello, y'all! Oh, I actually saw yeah, it at the coals the other day.
1: Yeah, they have a lemonade stand and everything in their store. It's in Nashville. It's it's nice. That's
3: cute. Mm.
1: Oh, it's very nice. It's a very nice, it's full of hydrangeas. It's very wholesome American apple pie I would
3: actually love to be a trad wife if I lived in Nashville like in the country in Nashville on a nice big farm like Ballerina Farm mm. not sure where she so is, basically she I mean farm. we
1: shouldn't knock it I'd like to be it just don't shove it down my throat yes and make sure that you're financially autonomous when you come out the other end of it
3: yeah and don't submit to your husband they're idiots and they wouldn't know when <laughs> they do a shit watercolour <laughs> thank you all so much for listening to not without my sister head to our patreon patreon.com slash not without my sister for information on our book club and to join at the end of this month and we'll also be doing a book next month and the month after and the month after and the month after i'm exhausted just thinking about it thanks for listening bye not without my sister is recorded in studio in fort wayne by don kirkland who also wrote our theme tune and the original illustration is by lindsey nielsen